Big Show 97.5, 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about the Summer League 3-on-3. Three three. Get your crew together and show us what you've got. Visit 1280thezone.com to enter to win a free entry for your team in the 2019 Salt Lake City Summer League 3-on-3 three three Tournament. This year's uh, tourney takes place July 1st, and there's a spot for everyone. Kids, adults, male, female, competitive, or just for fun, enter today. That's your Summer League 3-on-3. We're going to talk to Wayne Cook coming up here momentarily, Gordon, as we continue to preview the major opponents for all the college football teams along the Wasatch Front. Never too early to get fired up about college football, huh? No, and, uh, you know, all the the preseason hype surrounding Utah and their opportunity to win the South and the Pac-12, specifically the South Division, appears to be a little bit on on the downside, and Utah appears to be on the upside. Yeah. So the clear favorites to win the division. However, I will say that Chip Kelly – did turn a bit of a corner last year as they started to play better towards the end, even though the wins didn't 100% follow. But Gordon, I'll tell you, when he got there, I don't know if if Jim Kelly and the or uh, if uh, Chip Kelly and uh, uh, Jim Mora—that's what I'm looking for. Sorry, uh, if their idea of what good college football players were just didn't match. But Ch- uh, Chip did a lot of cleaning house and rebuilding last year. It'll be interesting to see if it uh, if it pays off. Yeah, it's almost like clipping back the, uh, the the tree so it can grow healthy. I'm not much of a gardener. Or you can know. get rid of the leaves you don't want and add better leaves. Well, do you, I don't think you just clip the leaves, do you? You actually no. prune, prune the branches? This Let's th- ask Wayne. Maybe he yeah. knows what he's doing in gardening. I, I I don't know. Wayne Cook joins us now, former UCLA quarterback, and uh, he reports on the sidelines. Wayne, was that the worst analogy you've ever heard? It was close. No, I'm kidding, guys. It was <laughs> it was fantastic because you guys are talking about what most coaches feel they have to do when they when they come into a program. Although I will say this, Chip Kelly's first time through this when he became head coach at Oregon, I believe they were a 10 win team the year before. This time through, they were like a four-win team. So, you know, there, there was a lot that needed to be changed. Uh, the program was going in the wrong direction. And, um, you know, we've seen it. I mean, there's, there's, been, there's just been a – whether it's players leaving, players medical retiring, you know, I'm sure there's some players that left disgruntled and whatever. But whatever was going on, uh, there needed to be a change. And that's not a, a knock on Jim Moore and his staff and what they did, but – Chip Kelly felt like things, you know, needed to go a different direction. I think he's done a heck of a job. I think uh, the improvement that was seen at the end of the year, I mean, the record was terrible. That's not something that, that happens very often at UCLA. But the youth of the team and the, the growth of the team, especially late in the season, the last four or five games, showed me enough to be excited about what's coming. What specifically, Wayne, is the, is the strength of uh, your hope? for UCLA's uh, progression? How much UCLA improved running the football? I think um, I've always felt this way, and I always will feel this way. I mean, the best teams I played on were teams that ran the ball well. Uh, You look at most great quarterbacks throughout the history of of football, um, if you have a running game, and sometimes it's you, by the way, as a quarterback. Sometimes you're the running game, and maybe that'll happen this year with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Um, but with Joshua Kelly, the offensive line uh, improving and getting plenty of talent back and adding some new talent uh, to the mix coming up, I, I just always think that 
you know, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Utah. I don't care if you're Oregon. I don't care if you're Washington and Stanford or USC. When those teams are at the top of the Pac-12, they're usually kicking your butt up front on both sides of the ball. And so for me, um, having an offensive line that's, that, that showed amazing improvement, um, a running game that showed amazing improvement, I, I think that's where I started. And then I'm hoping that the, the, the young guys on the defensive line, the Giants on the defensive line that were just true freshmen, just babies coming out of high school, are going to be that much bigger and that much stronger. And so I think in the trenches, I think that's where the difference is going to, is going to come from. Wayne Cook with us, 97.5 and uh, 12.80 The Zone. Hey, give us a, a couple of names of guys that maybe you expect big things from, maybe young guys who got that experience last year and will be leaned on this year. Uh, I think in the secondary, and I know we lose a Darius Pickett, but the guy that was playing next to him at safety, Quentin Lake, I, I think is obviously he's got great genetics from, from, from his father, Car- Carnell Lake, who was a great UCLA player as well as a great, you know, NFL player. Um, he just is this just athletic looking long, you know, you know, fairly tall safety kind of reminds me of what UCLA's had a great tradition of safeties. And I, I really like, I like him on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think that it's something that you guys, and I hope he stays healthy this year. I really like um, Kyle Phillips, the receiver that started off last year. He didn't get a chance to, to finish the season out and with the new redshirt rule. He didn't play more than four games, so he got the redshirt. I think he has a chance of being a really good receiver. I don't think enough people – I just mentioned the trenches, and I just mentioned that, you know all the, all the guys I like in you know, the running game, and now I went straight to a safety and receivers – but it's because I don't think people are talking about them enough. I think the receiving core for UCLA, led by Theo Howard and then on through with Coda and uh, Felton, and, and I just mentioned um, Phillips, I think they have a chance, um, and, and there's more. They're, they're, they're pretty deep. They have a chance to be a really good unit in a Chip Kelly offense. And so when you mix in that running game with some receivers – uh, that can go out and be really, really good. I, I, I think that this offense has a chance to be pretty dynamic. You know, it's interesting when you bring up the whole run game thing and the trenches. Has the tag that's sort of been hung on UCLA a little bit about being a little soft, is that fair or is that just sort of they just haven't had good enough players? No, so so. Lately, it's been fair. I think historically, it's, it irritates me as much as anything. I mean, you look at any list that's made of the history of college football. I mean, I listened to the Pac-12 Network the other day, and they acted like the history of UCLA football is nothing and we're a basketball school. Well, I bet you if you paid attention, we're like, it's SC and us, historically. I mean, it's, 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 we're very good, historically. We're a top 20 program historically, if you look at all the lists, and I'm sure you guys follow Twitter, people put out lists all the time, but we're, and that's with really since 2000, we've been a fairly mediocre, and which is what stinks. I mean, that's almost two decades, right? But it's, it's right there. UCLA's put in everything possible. Uh, maybe it's the, the, the blue jerseys that people, people just love to hang that. We're soft. We're soft. I, well, I, I, there's a whole bunch of people that would disagree with that. UCLA's got a great history, uh, better than most in the Pac-12. 
And uh, it's just recently they've struggled. And we still had, when I say we've struggled, that doesn't mean that we haven't had a couple of 10-win seasons not that long ago with uh, with, with people like, you know, uh, Brett Hundley playing quarterback. And don't forget, you tell Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks that they're soft. You tell Miles Jack that he's soft. You think there's a lot of guys playing in the NFL that are, are far from soft. And so that, that label gets maybe thrown around. Um, and, and, and even sometimes by schools that we have winning records against, and I hear that a lot too. I mean, you can, you know, sit there and say, you know, if you're Washington State, oh, the UCLA, no. Look at, look at the history of our, of our programs. We're doing just fine. So I, I don't buy into that enough, and I, I'm, I love it when you guys bring this stuff up, though, because it makes me feel like it's, it's, it's football season right now. You feel, can you feel me getting a little yeah. defensive for my Bruins right now? I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready for some excitement. Do you think, uh, as a former quarterback, what do you think of of Chip Kelly's usage of quarterbacks? And, you know, at Oregon, his quarterbacks up there, weren't they averaging like 500 yards rushing a year? And you've talked about the improved rushing game. Uh, yeah. will, the, will the quarterback be toting the ball? I, I hope so. If it's Well, you know, I shouldn't. I, I have to answer this question carefully because there are quarterback coaches – and there are coaches that exist that are system coaches. They just kind of implement whatever system they've always used, and they try to find players to fit that. I, 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 want, I don't want to sell Coach Kelly short. I, I think he is the type of person that understands football so well that he can create and adjust his system. I always bring up the Nick Foles year with, with Chip Kelly in the NFL where he was really, really good. I think that Chip Kelly can coach a drop-back quarterback. I mean, I think Wilton Spate would have had a very good year last year if he'd have stayed healthy the whole year. He was playing really good football at the end of the year when he came back. Um, so I don't think it matters if you're a runner or a thrower necessarily, but Wilton Spate also ran the ball. I think running opportunities are there. Um, and so I think – He'll make that work. But if Dorian Thompson-Robinson ends up winning the job, I do believe that he needs to use his legs. Not because I don't think he can throw the ball, but I think that you guys have watched enough football. When you have a mobile quarterback that can beat you with his arm and his legs, you know, like the Andrew Lux of the world, when you have a guy like that, and I'm not putting Dorian Thompson-Robinson in that, air, in that, in that, you know, that, in that status, but if you have a quarterback that can beat you with your legs, that is so frustrating for a defensive coordinator. So I expect uh, UCLA to use this receiving core. I expect it to use Joshua Kelly and whoever they find to be that next back because he's going to need some help. And, and then they're going to use the quarterback's legs. And I think if they do all those things, I mean, watch out. They can do that, and the guys up front can hold their own blocking uh, in, the, in, the, in the run, you know, just blocking. This offense could be very, very good. It could be one of the best in the Pac-12. So, so I, I don't know if that answers your question. I expect Dorian to run, but if another quarterback ends up winning that's more of a drop-back quarterback, I think that Chip Kelly is smart enough to where the system can work with that as well. How much competition, Wayne, is Dorian Thompson-Robinson going to get? Um, you know, he'll get some. I, I think Austin Burton uh, had a very good spring, and you want that. I mean, I, you want, I mean, I remember when I played when I was playing quarterback. I mean, I, I wanted the backup quarterback to be good enough to push me, but I, I didn't want people questioning me either. So, you know, you, you want to create that divide, but it's it's good to have competition. And so, I think uh, Austin um, has done a good job. I know we're getting a, a transfer from Washington, but I'm pretty sure. Um, he's going to have to sit out uh, a year 
before he can compete. But you know, it's it's. I think Dorian's probably going to win the job, but but Austin's been right there. He just keeps getting better and better. Now he's not as dynamic of a runner. He's a little bit taller. Um, I don't think his arms are strong either. Um, Dorian's got a real strong arm, you guys. He's sometimes I wish he'd throw the ball a little bit softer. He throws the ball a little hard uh, at, at receivers a little close to him, but he'll be pushed. I think. Uh, and, and if Coach Kelly doesn't like the way he's running the offense, you know, I, I think Austin will get a chance. But I fully expect it to be Dorian. So on Saturday, November sixteenth, the Bruins will be heading on up to play the Utes at Rice Eccles Stadium. Yep. How do you? What do you think about the Utes uh, and the way they match up against the Bruins this year? They've been getting an awful lot of praise from around the country. Yep. Yeah, one of one of my favorite trips, by the way. I love I love I love head, heading up there. I love it's a, it's a great stadium. It's a great town. It's great football atmosphere. It's great student section. Um, I think if if I'm a UCLA athlete, that's I didn't get to play at Utah when I was because obviously Utah wasn't in the Pac-12. But it's it's just such a fun environment, and what that program has done is create a solid every year. Just you you know when you play Utah, you're going to have to 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 come in and play. And what's crazy about it is last year Utah took that next step, right? You know they they took that next next step. You know you win the South, you know you get a chance to play for a Pac-12 championship, and so. I think that this has been a, a, a turning point in the history of Utah football. And to be able to hold on to your coach and not let other other schools come and poach him with, with big-time money, I think has been key as well. Um, because I think Whittingham does such a good job. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm not going to tell you right now. I'm, I, I, I'm seeing UCLA improve quite a bit. Um, I'm still curious about how, how much they'll improve defensively. Um, and I agree that Utah should be probably the favorite uh, in the South. I still am not sure. I still think the North is the better of the two uh, divisions, but I, I think Utah probably should be the favorite. But I got to be honest with you guys, I don't think USC and UCLA are going to stay dormant forever. And those Arizona schools are, are, are going to have to start improving as well. And so I still think those two schools are probably at the bottom. But, but I expect USC and UCLA to make a jump and challenge Utah for, for the South, uh, you know, this year. I think it'll probably come down to the last few games. So I imagine that game against Utah and UCLA will be a big one, just like they all are in the Pac-12. You know, the weird thing about that is the week after the Utes, uh, then the Bruins get the Trojans. <laughs> and so that's yep. that, that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that goes for, for yep. the Bruins. You know, you guys, and you know this, and I and I, I say this every opportunity that I can get. The Pac-12 is not afraid to schedule people. And I know we have a few teams in our conference that have kind of gone the way of other schools where they, they don't schedule a whole lot of tough opponents in there. But, you know, I, I'm proud to say, and, and, and to be honest with you, sometimes I wonder if things don't change, if UCLA shouldn't change their ways. But, I mean, the schedules, the, the, I mean, UCLA plays Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and San Diego State. There's not a whole lot. Of, I mean, those are three quality programs before you even start the gauntlet that is the Pac-12. And so it's just it's just tough. It's a tough go, especially when you're in a conference that plays, you know, nine conference games. And, you know, we, we could talk in, in circles about, you know, why is it that some of these other conferences only play eight and they don't play everybody and they rarely play the toughest team in their other divisions. And there's a lot of stuff like that going on. But the Pac-12, for as much heat as it's taken, 
definitely year in and year out across the conference play. Most of the teams play very, very difficult schedules. And um, I'm kind of proud of that. But at the same time, I know we kind of beat each other up. Wayne, thank you so much as always for coming on the show. It's always a pleasure. May have lost Wayne. Wayne Cook. That's uh, good. Wade's always good. And uh, he's excited about UCLA football. But uh, when you have a recruiting area like the Bruins do, he's right. How long are USC and UCLA going to stay in, in sort of that no man's land? Well, UCLA's been there a while. Yeah, so that's true. I, you know, Don't call him soft, though. Wayne come Wayne <laughs> gets a little sensitive to that. I, I would say it's more likely for USC to bounce back. But Chip Kelly, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a great coach. He's a great college coach, and he knows how to build a team. And we'll see if he can pull it off at UCLA. But I don't know if that happens this year. Well, it was kind of rough going at times last year. They got better at the end. They did. They got better they at did. the end. But Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he's going to have to make a big step forward. Yes, there's that. And I, I still think that he talked about the improvement in the running game. Do you remember a couple of years ago when the Bruins couldn't run the football at all? Then they've had other years where they've been really good. So, well, I, that'll be that'll be. It's always interesting when the L.A. teams come on up here to Rice-Eccles Stadium, and I'm sure the Utes. There's an off week for UCLA the week before, so uh, I'd have to check Utah's schedule to see what they have the week before. Do you know offhand? I don't. Uh, but uh, anyway, so the Bruins will have that advantage against the Utes. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.